think they got the answers, I change the questions. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Are you chewing gum? Hey everybody, welcome back to Daily Notes presented by Almost Sideways. My name is Adam. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day and listening to today's episode. If you guys could take a few more seconds out of your day, we would love to have you guys, if you're listening to, on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review and or a star rating or whatever. That really helps the podcast grow. We would really appreciate that as well. Also, Take a screenshot of your phone and follow me on Twitter and tag me at Adam Sideways. Let us know that you're listening. We'd love to have a good conversation on Twitter with you guys as well. Today's episode, I get to sit down and shoot the breeze with a fellow YouTube creator about kind of fun stuff like football, YouTube, PlayStation as well. So really fun conversation I was able to have with one of the YouTubers I really like to watch. So yeah, take a listen. A couple weeks ago, we had a PlayStation YouTuber on the channel, and as you guys might have known, I'm a PlayStation fan. So I got an, I reached out to another PlayStation creator on YouTube, and that's who we have in store for you today. He's known for platinum journeys on PlayStation, or on YouTube actually, and his YouTube channel has amassed over 20,000 subscribers, and his view count is almost up to 2 million views as well. And that his his name is... Adam McDermott. Adam, thank you for taking some time out of your day. This is like two worlds colliding. The two Adams are colliding in one podcast. This is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. Thanks for having me, buddy. No problem. Uh, so you're a PlayStation creator, and Not I want to tell you one thing. Yeah, I want to tell you one thing before we get too started. Your video, the South Park Sick of Truth Platinum Journey, is helping me platinum South Park Sick of Truth right now. So I'm, I actually have it sitting on my TV as we're speaking. So thank you so much. <laughs> no, you're more than welcome. South Park Sick of Truth is one of my favorite games. It's one of the few times you can laugh from start to end. And uh, I wish the best luck getting the platinum. It's handy enough and bloody hilarious. Yeah, it's it's been a fun platinum for sure. Uh, before we get too far in the conversation, I want to let you take a time to uh, let the, the the listeners find you on social media and YouTube where they can where they can find you. Oh yeah, just type in Adam McDermott onto YouTube and you're good to go. Social media is Adam McIrish. Uh, some other Becker took Adam McDermott way back, so I, I'm proud <laughs> on that. I didn't want to be Adam McDermott too because he wants to be second, so I just. I took Adam McIrish and I initially cringed at it. And then some guy on Twitch went, oh, yeah, cool username, bro. Well, I guess I'll stick with it. <laughs> there, there we go. <laughs> there we go. So all those links will be in the show notes of today's podcast. So make sure you check that out. Also, uh, go give them a follow. And if you're especially a big fan of PlayStation, there's some fun content uh, over there to check out. So I have a, a couple questions here for you. When you first started your gaming channel, you obviously had some background in gaming. What was like your first gaming memory or were you, did you grow up as a gamer? Uh, so I didn't actually start a gaming channel. Mm. I started an NFL highlights channel and got introduced <laughs> to the wonderful world of copyright infringement. Oh, YouTube made me take yeah, a course a... to understand what copyright means. Oh, damn. Really? Yeah. yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I started this about 10 years ago. Uh, I was a huge fan of NFL at the time. Folks who might know Peyton Manning. Just loved the yeah. way he played the game. And I thought that American football was uh, beautiful and violent poetry in motion. And I was making highlight videos of all these over-the-top characters like Ray Lewis, Peyton Manning. 
and I would edit these compilations together and put them up on YouTube. And 10 years ago, getting 100,000 views per video. I'm thinking, hey, this is pretty cool. I get to make what I think is pretty interesting stuff and stuff I would watch. And then I boot up YouTube one day and I had about nine emails from YouTube saying this has been flagged, that's been flagged, this has been flagged. And I couldn't do anything on YouTube until I took their like course, explaining to me what copyright was and how I infringed upon everything using licensed video footage, using licensed music over and I'm looking my channel wasn't terminated. Yeah, that that is that's a that's a big luck. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Yeah, that... yeah. No, it's just that um yeah, it wasn't particularly a gaming channel. It was the fact that I realized I can't do that. Uh, and this was during a strange time in YouTube where gaming was in this gray area where yeah. it was unsure if you could do let's plays, if you could use gameplay footage and monetize it, or if you're up for copyright infringement again. Mm-hmm. So that's when I transitioned over to gaming because, hey, I can make stuff and continue and not worry about getting my channel terminated. Good being in, a, in America, you know, football is kind of the biggest sport that we really have. I, I'm a baseball fan anyway, so it's like I, I follow mostly baseball. But uh, football, I was like when I'm thinking football for like in Europe and stuff, like, I'm thinking soccer, which was it's it's the verbiage is all crazy, but that's crazy that you grew up like you're you're a huge football fan. Like what made that you said violent poetry in motion? Like was there anything like was a was there a specific team that you really liked and ro- was rooting for? Yeah, it was one individual player, Peyton Manning. For the folks who may not know, Peyton Manning was a on-field general. He had the nickname called the Sheriff. You know this yourself, Adam. Did you ever watch yes. Peyton play? Yes, Peyton. I do. Yeah, yeah, he, he was my favorite. Who's your favorite as well? Yeah, I that's I before I really followed like I, I'm a Seahawks fan now, but also low key 49ers fan because my wife is a 49ers fan. But uh, growing up, like when I was in high school, like who was my favorite player? I was Peyton Manning in football because the way he was able to hold himself and and rule the game up, he, he was he was really great. Yeah, I love the fact that it would be okay. Everyone's set. There's 20 seconds left on the play clock. And Peyton Manning is going to walk up to the line of scrimmage and make about 94 different hand motions, motion players from left to right, change up the play, audible to something else, and about one second left, he finally snapped the ball and do the play. But I just loved the, 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 the intelligence behind it. It was like playing chess with human bodies flying at high speed. <laughs> Never, I never heard it described that way before, but I kind of, I, I love it. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> checkers playing uh, football players playing checkers human at high chess, speed human, yeah. human chess played at high speed <laughs> there we go that's awesome i might just use that as a soundbot for one of my openings now <laughs> that's great go for it there we go uh so anyway you're, you're going you're taking all these youtube copyright classes when did eventually did after you started finishing all those classes what kind of made what was the transition period like okay do you take some time off do you jump right into this yeah, I just started doing Let's Plays. I left, I did it, no, well, actually, that's not true. I moved on to Photoshop and creating images and compilations mm-hmm. of my images. But then I got really, um, I once spent 20 hours in Photoshop creating an image. I remember at the time oh, I wow. showed it to my mother. Yeah, I showed it to my mother. and was like, hey, look what I made. And she went, oh, nice. And that was it. 20 hours for a two-second reaction. I thought, oh, this, this is not a good return on my investment. I'm not doing this anymore. 
it's it's that's funny it, as a i have a, a six-year-old daughter too she always loves drawing pictures and stuff like that and she'll come over and she's like dad look at this hard work i'm like yeah 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 that's that's great that's awesome it's beautiful and then she would see her face like oh that's kind of like yeah. the the same image i have of you telling your mom about your your photoshop yeah. next time your daughter comes up to you just look at that image a little bit longer and maybe point to an individual thing and go wow how did you do that that's a good that's a good idea actually <laughs> um so uh so you did you put a bunch of these photoshop images on in like compilations for on youtube as well yep there i left i deliberately left everything up they're like literally oh. the first two videos on my channel well now are called compilation one and compilation two mm. <laughs> and then after Sweet. that it's a bunch of really crappy and utterly terrible let's plays the when you're doing a let's play did you did did have you did you, were those obviously those were games you probably like played quite frequently yeah ratchet and clank that's a fun one yeah, uh, they're awesome did so ratchet and clank fan as well uh was there a gaming memory that you had when uh, growing up oh yeah i have a big one i have a, I have a christmas that i'll never forget so my first proper gaming memory of you know when you get the first game that kind of hooks you and you give um completely engrossed in and the outside world doesn't matter anymore yeah for me that was pokemon red Ooh, okay. and it was during the sweeping craze of pokemon in ireland i don't know what this was 1990 whenever they all blur into one yeah and i had a game boy yeah i had a game boy and got like super mario on or something but pokemon came out there's a tv show and coming up to christmas all i wanted was just pokemon red all i wanted my parents knew this. So what they did is they gave me the little trinkets around, you know, here's some chocolates. Oh, look under the tree. There's some chocolates and here's a toy car. Go and check your <laughs> stocking. Don't check, check your stocking. Check stocking. And of course there's some other stuff in there. Yeah. And I finished going through what I think is everything. And yes, I'm trying to feign off that. Yeah, I'm happy. Sure. But I'm still a little bit sad because the one thing I wanted more than anything else is not there. And that is Pokemon. My parents, with a little gleam in their eyes, say, well, are you sure there's nothing left in the stocking? And you know where the stocking, the kind of the foot of the stocking, oh, those yeah. old Game Boy cases, the way they kept the kind of square boxes, mm -hmm. and they shoved it down into the very depths of it. And my little arms didn't reach all the way down there. I just checked your stocking. So I checked the stocking yet again, had to pull and tug and grip. And out came Pokemon Red. The, oh the my joy. Goodness. I must have literally leapt in joy. And that was the next three months of my life. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, man, like, I remember when the Pokemon phase was really popular, like in the 90s. But for whatever reason, my mom was like, yeah, you can't play that. <laughs> so I never <laughs> played. Po the only Pokemon game I actually did play. I don't remember if you remember this, but. Pokemon Snap for the Nintendo 64. Mm. Never played it myself, but uh, I think there's a sequel coming out, isn't there? Maybe. I think I think that's that sounds about right. But anyway, like the only reason why I was able to play this game was because all you did was sit in like a vehicle of some sort and just take pictures of different Pokemon around the island or the the world. And it wasn't like I was like for, I don't know why why I wasn't able to play this specific game. And it also kind of ran like 
years later I wasn't able to watch Harry Potter and my mom, I don't know. So maybe it was just like a belief thing that she said I couldn't play. I don't know. But going back now, it's like, ah, I'm just so far behind the curve. I don't know if I can actually dive into Pokemon, but I know that you've started your, your Pokemon journey as well on your channel too. And definitely hearing that memory, it's definitely it, growing up. I, that's pretty awesome that you're able to like make that into a, a, a new series as well, considering how much you are ingrained with that. Yeah. Zen, that was a, a decade of my life was Pokemon. What about Pokemon did you really just like grab hold to and just like, this is why I like it? Oh, it was the adventure. It was, I could be a kid and I could not be here in my ho-hum drum life. I could <laughs> instead go on this fantastical adventure uh, capturing these wild, friendly creatures, training, battling, earning badges, meeting, you know, people along the way. And, and every place, if you watch the television show, every place to go to is bright and colorful. There's no rain. Oh, yeah. so that all seemed really appealing to me. What was, was there a specific Pokemon that, that was, that's your favorite? Oh, yeah. Charmander, buddy, of course. He's on the Char- box. There we go. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, I think the one that everybody knows, obviously, is Pikachu. And I guess he is the, the cute one. But and I like I said, I never grew up on one, but I know I know who Charmander Charmander is. And I think that would be one of my favorite designs. I also like what is it Bulbasaur? Uh, is, that, mm-hmm. is that like the yeah Bulbasaur? OK, good. Yeah, at least. <laughs> so we're talking about Pokemon, uh, I guess, because we have a movie channel. Did you see Detective Pikachu? Yeah, I thought initially I'd hate it. But uh, it was actually pretty good. I think that's an initial reaction. It's like this is a video game movie, and they're not usually good at all. But uh, I think it actually turned out a lot better. I think it's actually my very low bar, but one of my favorite video game movies out there. And I guess probably I liked it a lot more because I'm not a fan or not like and not. I never played the Pokemon game, so it's something I didn't grow up on. So I really got sucked into that world, and I hope they make another one because that'd be a lot of fun to kind of see these pokemon in action again yeah i was a little hesitant about ryan reynolds being the voice of pikachu and he did a fantastic job but what would be even better is someone dubbed out ryan reynolds and dubbed in frank reynolds from it's always sunny in philadelphia and it's infinitely better (laughs) has has somebody done that is that is that a thing yeah not oh for the God. whole okay. bloody movie, but for the trailer. And it's so much better. It, it's definitely 18s. So I don't know if that appeals to the Pokemon audience. But well, Pokemon's been around long enough. They should do a new version of it. I just have Danny DeVito playing Frank Reynolds as Pikachu. That'd be funny. Danny DeVito is great. I've seen a, I've seen the first couple of seasons of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I need to go back to that show. That's, that's, uh, that's a pretty good one. To mentioning movies, I know you mentioned before we started recording that you're you're pretty a movie fan. Was there a spe- Is there... Uh, is there like a, a one of your favorite movies? Like, what's a movie that you really enjoy watching? Uh, my favorite, like a genre or an actual particular movie? Yeah, what is a what's a genre that you like, and what's a particular movie that you really like? Uh, genre, I watch most things other than horror movies because it seems it's they've all been done before. And uh, romantic comedies, you can just you can you can tell the plot before you go into it. Yeah, uh, favorite movie of all time is On the Road. It's a oh, no. um, I don't even know who directed it. It but it's based on the book by Jack Kerouac from the like nineteen I don't know when it was written. But the reason why I love the movie is one it captures the tone of the period of nineteen forty. Do you know about On the Road? 
I don't actually. I'm looking up it right now as well. All right, so On the Road was a novel written by Jack Kerouac, mm-hmm. and it's this sort of uh, self-semi-autobiography. Uh, it's an adventure from coast to coast across America, hitchhiking, meeting people, uh, great characters, and the movie captures the sense and the time and the place really well. And the music mm. is outstanding, the soundtrack. And I remember listening to it and going, this soundtrack is beyond epic. I can just like click my fingers to it and you know, when you put it on your iPod. And when you know it's yeah. good old Gustavo uh, did the soundtrack for On the Road and he also did the soundtrack for The Last of Us. Oh, that that's an yeah. that's an intriguing proposition. I might I'm looking at this cast too. This is a stacked cast. It came out in 2012. Oh yeah, I I was actually I would recommend not looking at the cast because it's a huge surprise when you're watching the movie and you're going. Okay, Wait a second. I, I was gonna say it out. I was gonna say it, but yeah, I won't. I won't. It's a good recommendation. Don't check out the cast. Yeah, because um, so many people of the actors are such huge fans of the book that they did it for next to nothing just so they could be in the movie. Um, but why oh, that movie awesome. is my favorite? Yeah, it's fantastic. But why that movie is my favorite is because it introduced me. Throughout the movie, they have excerpts from the book, mm-hmm. and it elevates the movie to a step above. And the, like the vo- the excerpts of the book done in the voiceover, like this is just cool. And then I got the book itself, and then Jack Kerouac became now my favorite author. I got on the road. I got about six other his books. He was one of the the first people. Well, one of the first generation of writers to the kind of stream of consciousness. Nah, that's not true. He's one of the early writers to kind of go against the grain of what traditional novel writing is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he definitely put himself in the story. In fact, his first draft of On the Road, he had all the names of himself and his friends. And then his, his, his publisher went, yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> if we can't keep the names, you get sued. So they had to change yeah. all the names. Yeah, and then you learn about Jack Kerouac, the person, and how mm-hmm. he was... Never wanted fame, but he got fame. Uh, he ended up becoming a drunk. He died in his early 40s after a bar fight, sitting oh, on wow. his porch, suffering from internal bleeding, drinking whiskey. Jeez, Louise, that's that's kind of, that's pretty kind of tragic. Jeez, Louise. For everything you're describing, those sounds, and then something that I know from, I'm not going to say here because I saw some of the cast people, I'm like, I got to check that out. But you did mention the 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 composer of The Last of Us, that he composed mm-hmm. this. That's... Uh, if that doesn't get you excited, if you're a big PlayStation fan, that I don't know what does, because that score is like that's ingrained. Like I love the score for The Last of Us. That it's just a perfect, perfect uh, experience. Yeah. Uh, what about because um, you're you're talking about Pokemon, and that was like your first ingrained memory. Was there something else that kind of uh, another memory that you could think of that really got you into gaming, and maybe specifically PlayStation? What kind of drew you to that system? Uh, professional wrestling. Oh, jeez, Luis, yes. <laughs> Another thing <laughs> I love. <laughs> this is perfect. Uh, so it was, I don't know, like late 90s, early 2000s, professional wrestling was big. Stone Cold, Steve Austin, The Rock, yeah. Kane, The Undertaker. And myself and one of my neighbors were good friends at the time, and we just loved, we used to do professional wrestling moves on each other, which was not a good idea. You don't want kids in the living room putting each other in sharpshooters and understanding, oh yeah, if you do it, if you do it, like, you know, when you're a professional wrestler, you're doing it to make it look like it's painful, but not painful. And of course, yeah, us as kids are just cranking each other's legs and doing as much damage as possible. <laughs> as in, 
don't have kids doing the walls of Jericho to each other and sitting on each other's spines. That's not a good idea. <laughs> no, no, I was going to say they, they had uh, those do not try this at home kids <laughs> videos, but who could lose, who, who listened to that? Yeah. Everyone wants to be Jeff Hardy jumping off stuff. Yeah. Off the roof of their house, doing a swanton. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he had on his, he had a PlayStation and he had SmackDown versus raw. And I was like, this is amazing. Look at all these 3d graphics. I've never seen this before. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know that Christmas. I just, you know, I got that slim PS one, the cheap version. And then uh, SmackDown versus Raw and just played Royal Rumble for hours on end over and over and over for about a year. It's great. Yeah, I remember one of my very first wrestling games I had. I think I had it was um, WWE Royal Rumble. I think it was like the Super Nintendo or whatever. I would always play Bret Hart and Razor Ramon was another character that was in there and just kept playing it. I don't, I don't know what happened to that because I know we I think we moved and we had to sell our Super Nintendo. Now I, I have a new one, but I need to go back and get the games that I had when I was a kid. That's kind of my goal <laughs> to re-get my childhood did you, back. Did you ever get but, to play No Mercy on the N64? I had, but I didn't grow up with this N64. So it's like I played it at a friend's house and that was, that was ah. a great game. No Mercy and uh, bring, uh, bring the pain or here comes the pain. One, of, I think that's the, one of the titles, but that's another great one for the th- 64 as well. It's just like, I never had it, but whenever I was over at a friend's house, that's those are the games we always played. It was like for the, my friend that had the 64, he had the wrestling games I really liked, and then also Goldeneye, and those were just like mm. always on our repeat for the longest time, just over and over again playing the same matches, playing the same games, and it was it was it was great. It was awesome. I loved going over to that friend's house. So something I always cherish. Who did you always play as? Uh, for oh, for the wrestling one, I, I it was The Rock. It was The Rock. I pretty much played <laughs> him. It was just that, that was the guy that I I liked. And if I didn't play him, it was it was Austin. But there was other ones that I really liked too. I like. I was a huge fan of. Well, I don't. I'm not, I can't remember if he was in this game or not because it's been such a long time. But Jericho, growing up, was one of my favorite wrestlers as well. And just like I liked his whole his whole talking and personality and his moves. At the walls of Jericho was fantastic. But of course, growing up in the '90s, you had to go with like. The Rock and Steve Austin. I think that's the two more popular wrestlers. How about you? Yeah. Uh, I, just, I played as I, I made my own. I'm uh, mostly Stone Cold. If not, I made my own wrestler who was seven foot tall and uh, did all the power moves. You know the the the, the Big Show style of chokeslam where he jumps. Oh jeez, yeah, that's a flashback right there, man. I hadn't thought about that game for a while. That's crazy. I love that's mm. why I love talking about old games. It's like you, you always forget something in your memory banks about something. So. So you started off with your first PlayStation memory. I, one of my favorite ones that I, I grew up on was, like my uncle had the PlayStation. We were like a Super Nintendo family. That's what we really had. We didn't have a PlayStation for a long time until the PlayStation 2 came out. That was our first like system we had for Sony's. But I remember uh, PlayStation 1 was out and my, my whole family was asleep. I was over at my uncle or my grandparents and my uncle brought his PlayStation that weekend or whatever. And I wanted to stay up late be secretive about it because I don't want to get caught. So I quietly turned the TV on, turned it down super low and popped in the first resident evil game. <laughs> You're crazy. I, I was like, that's the only way I'd be able to play it. So I, I had to do it. Scared myself quite a bit. <laughs> those for that, that weekend, but I didn't get caught. I played it and I hadn't played it. Like I, I was like, man, I'm scared to death of that game. And I hadn't played it for a very long time. And it's one of those ones I have to, I need to buy it um, for the 
PlayStation now and do like the remastered version of it to actually go back and say that I finally beat the game because I hadn't actually done that yet. But I've, I've played the Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 remakes. Those are fantastic. Uh, what age are you when you were you playing the remake or are you playing the original one? I was playing the original Resident Evil one, one with the big, uh, not the small, like little, like single disc thing. It was like the, it was a bigger case for whatever reason. It was like a cardboard case. Buddy, that was an 18s game. Why were you doing playing that? I, I, that's why I, I, that's why I stayed up late. No one was home. They <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were sleeping and the lights were off and the volume was down. Cause I knew I wasn't supposed to play it. Cause if I got caught, I would be grounded. <laughs> yeah, That probably is, Maybe that memory has something to do with why I haven't still haven't played it yet because maybe it's like I just got too scared, but I should go back and replay that one, especially because they re- remade it, at least updated it. Did you ever have a game that you kind of did the same thing where you were kind of being secretive about playing playing it? No, because I, I had no money and I was the eldest, so any game that oh. came into the house was because of me. You, I know that there was a, a video you guys you posted a while back because you we played on your dad's computer that. Maybe it would have been a little slow, but there was a game that you got that for Christmas because you really wanted it. Half-Life 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's another one that uh, that's another one that I definitely need to play. But just hearing watching that video that you posted, just computer gaming was such a big part of especially that game was such a big part of like your gaming memory. Of course, that game followed me for years. And also, you know, without Half-Life 2, we probably wouldn't have Steam. It's it's funny when, you know, growing up, looking back at some old stuff, like you're going through hard times, but it's always like there's games there that kind of help you get you through it. Yeah, of course. We all have our own versions of escapism. There's something yeah. there, a bit of comfort. And of course, being a, you know, a PC game and you have a laptop or a computer, you know, consoles change and the console might be with somebody else, but you got access to a computer and you got to log in for Steam. You can remember yeah. you can all go pathway, so it's there. It's nice comfort. If they ever did like a like a, a version of that game for the PlayStation, you're gonna do a a, a a platinum journey for it. They did. It's in the orange box. Yeah, the orange box was the most ridiculous gaming deal in history. You got uh, Half Life Two, Half Life Two Episode One, Half Life Two Episode Two, Portal, and Team Fortress Two. For sixty euros or sixty dollars. How by the way, how come they don't make threes of these games? How come there's not a Half Life Three, Portal Three, or Left for Dead Three? What's because they're printing deal? money. Why would you buy a game development? Would you just print money off Dota? Do you have any um, kind of comfort game? Oh, comfort game. A game that I just can't play and just oh, I definitely because I have some of the older systems too. I think if I'm just want a game, it's like okay, this just feels nice. Like I, I I look back some of my childhood games, and that's like Super Mario, uh, Donkey Kong Country was another one. I just can just like ah, oh, this is this is nice. Yoshi's Island was another one for the Super Nintendo that I really played a lot. But if I'm talking about if I were talking about PlayStation, I think ugh, good comfort game. No matter what mood I'm in, I can always pop in a good Uncharted game and just like oh, just yeah. go exploring. I think that's a uh, for me, that's what really got me into PlayStation, uh, did the transition from Xbox to PlayStation, because about 10 years ago, I was going through a really hard, I was a really hard place in my life, and I was going through a really hard patch in my life, and I had a 360 for the longest time, but then, I was just, and that kind of helped me through a lot of stuff, And but I remember this game, I was like, I need to play this, and that was Uncharted, and I got the PlayStation, and I started playing Uncharted, 
whatever I was going through kind of just went away and I just went on this different adventure with Nathan Drake and explored these jungles and, and got to know Sully and seeing this big submarine in the, the jungle on a waterfall. I was like, what the heck happened here? Like what's going on? And ex exploring all these different caves and tunnels and just like got sucked into it. And I played that game a lot. I played through the whole, all four, five games that they have out right now. I, I'd never played the golden abyss, which was for the Vita, but something about, uncharted kind of brought me back to like why i loved indiana jones so much and mm. even tomb raider as well because it was like it was an exploration game we didn't have like we had our villains to fight and stuff but we were going off and exploring something a new world that didn't have really set places you had to go from point a to point b or something like that but we could just explore this area and can kind of get lost in it that's uh that's cool yeah i was blown away i remember uncharted drake's fortune rolling into water and drake's clothes got wet i thought this is this is next gen. Crazy. How about how about you? What what's a comfort game for you right now? Uh, nah, still Half Life Two. It's just always around. It's always around. Yeah. See, I, I need to go play that. I, like watching and seeing the, some of the footage that you posted in that thing. I was just like, man, this looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, I and I I boot up uh, individual chapters of just stuff where you know Gordon and Alex are together, or stuff on the the motorboat, or some of the the car sections. Of course, Raven Home. Yeah, you can just jump around in chapters or towards the end of the game when you get all the spoiled stuff, but you get additional weapons. That's, that's, that's awesome when you're able to just have something where even if you had a bad day at work or whatever, you can just go in, log into something and kind of get escape a little bit. And that's kind of where I'm at now too. Like I work a lot of my job currently and which I, I it's a great job, but every once in a while you get stressed out. You just, I didn't need to have 30 to minutes just kind of sit here and escape and kind of have the weight of the world's problems kind of like roll off your back. And I think that's something I really like movies, but you kind of get it's a different kind of entertainment genre type thing. Gaming is just you're actually doing something as well as being entertained by it. And I think that's a, it's a different um, different type of escapism. That I, it's really it's, it works for me anyway. So yeah, it's probably a healthier escapism than drown your sorrows in the bottom of a bottle. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't I don't do that, especially now uh, that I'm married and have a, a, a daughter of my own. So it's like that's uh, it's it's healthier for sure. So. <laughs> Definitely uh, a lot better choices anyway. So we're talking, talking about PlayStation stuff. I have to ask you about the Platinum Journey series that you've been doing. Your first one was, I believe it was Uncharted 2. Or Correct. Uncharted game. How did you come up with this idea? And I know you were doing Let's Plays, but how did you come up with this idea and why you're like, okay, I'm gonna. this is going to be my first game I'm going to do in this series? So I had done just about every type of gaming video. I had done Let's Plays, I had done reviews, can't do another review, they're so formulaic. I had yeah. tried to do video essays, some of them worked. Uh, I'd done those personal experience videos, just talking about my own experience with the game. I'd done other stuff, and it was the thing of, the editing of an awful lot of those videos really grew tiresome, which is you write, you then do the voiceover, and you chop out all the ums and the ahs and the flubbed lines. And then you put it down on a track and then you find clips to match the voiceover. And it's just a sort of a pick, go through footage, find a clip, go through footage, find a clip, go through footage. It's just, it's so monotonous and boring. And after doing that, I know like hundreds of them. It came and think of, I want to try something bigger. So I was working in an office down in uh, Cork, which folks around Europe probably know about in Ireland. It's down the south. And I was, I was, I was on, I was, I was covering somebody who was out for a surgery. And this woman was in her 
late 40s, early 50s. Lovely woman. I had one day of training before I was to replace her, which was great. <laughs> was not stressful at all. Yeah. It turned out that I could do her eight-hour job in about 90 minutes, but I had to oh. still be there for the rest of the day. So she oh, had wow, a little notepad beside her, and I just said, well, if I'm here, I might as well just start to think. So I would just come in and then just think of ideas and write stuff down. Mm. And then it was like, what do I like? I really love those Top Gear specials of where they go off in this grand adventure. And I was like, oh, grand adventure, kind of like in Uncharted. And then I was also, yeah. my no fellow called The Completionist. Uh, he's oh, still yeah. around today. Yeah. He's still make, making a video a week. But he's, he's got a team, which definitely helps, but he's still, like, his worth ethic is insane. But yeah. he used to have, in his review, he used to have a segment, it was like a two-minute segment of a 20-minute video called The Struggle which was about yeah. the difficulty of trying to complete the game. And I thought, that's the most interesting part of the video for me. And I would skip the review and just, what was your struggle? And then it was this, yeah. uh, well, there was something else. There was also, also inspired by a TV show in Britain called Booze Britain. Uh, yeah. What they would do is every show started the same. It would be like, welcome to Booze Britain, where we document the highs and lows of a night out in the, you know, yeah. And then the, that's the line, that's the same line he used for every episode of Platinum Journey. Welcome to Platinum Journey, where it documents the highs and lows. Uh, so all these different things bouncing around in my head. And I was like, okay, if I just take all this together and I want to just bring people on an adventure, but there's got to be a purpose, there's got to be an end point, there's got to be a goal. Oh yeah, Look, and there's a Platinum Trophy. Sorted. And then I had yeah. to figure out the name of it. And I, fig- I, I was going to be like, Road to Platinum. Platinum Adventure. Even after I came up with Platinum Journey, I was like, that's stupid. But you do it enough times uh, and then eventually it sticks. But yeah, all those different ideas swirling in my head. And then when I did the episode, it, it wasn't like it was meant to be in my head. So then I had to do another episode, another episode until it can finally get to what it was meant to be in my head. But, uh, yeah, just ah, being go. bored out of my feckin' mind in an office in Cork is how I came up with the idea. So you say that you finished her eight-hour job in ninety minutes. What I gotta ask: What happened when she came back? She just continued to work. I was definitely oh. a, a bad employee towards the end. I was flouting because I was the central hub of the office, and all the documents had to come through me. So in the morning, there'd be a bunch of documents because it was a it was a medical supplies company, so it was kind of serious stuff. Yeah. So all the documents came through me and I had to kind of sort them and fire them off to the right places. But sure, I'd, after, here's the thing about an office work. So after lunch, you might know this, nobody does a goddamn thing. And I, I can tell you for sure, I, I, I personally don't think people should come back after lunch. They're no good. Just send them home. 40-hour week, work week in an office. Most of the time, people are there just to wind down the clock. Because after lunch, I got nothing. No documents would come in. So I'd finish everything from the day before within the first 90 minutes and then nothing would come in before lunch and then nothing came in after lunch. Everyone did all their work inside the first two hours of the day. I don't know what that, that other woman must have been pulling a fast one on the company as well because she was, she was definitely did not have eight hours of work. That's crazy. Like either she would just like take her time and space it out. But I'm like, yeah, man, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. That's ah. that 30, 90 minutes to eight in eight hours. It's like something doesn't add up that like either she's not there no more or she was definitely pulling a fast one on whoever it is. 
So Although I will say that an awful lot of people did dinosaur typing. Yeah, one letter at a time or something like that. Yeah, they they type with their index finger. Yeah, that that would slow you down. <laughs> also, no 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 keyboard shortcuts, no control copy, no paste, no alt tab. Like folks, you gotta get on board with the twenty first century. Easier said than done, I guess. <laughs> uh, going back to your uh, the platinum journey, you did mention something. You came up with like your name, the platinum journey thing. You mentioned Road to Platinum. There's another person that we both know that does have a, their, their series for that. That's kind of funny that you actually was that was an actual like a thought that you had that you were going to think of that name. Yeah, as in, but then the the, the guides, a bunch of the, the guides on PlayStationTrophies.org called it Road mm-hmm. to Platinum. So well, I can't call it that because they're literally using that. And that's just yeah. a kind of a same as like you can't call it Trophy Hunter because that's a common phrase that everyone uses. So I got to use something a bit different. But I will tell you for a fact, for the first three years, I would get comments of, I really love your Road to the Platinum or Road to Platinum series. I'm like, that's not what it's fucking called. <laughs> <laughs> it's not called. I get, get to the times. They will read the title. <laughs> it's worked out well because I've found people in other videos talking about their own Platinum journey. I'm like, hey, that's I started that. So you get, you've done so many different games in this the Platinum Journey series. And like I said, like I've I've watched it and I've, had games where I'm like I've never played this game but am I interested in eventually playing this since so I watch your videos and yeah there's a lot of games that are a lot of fun like one right now I was I'm like no joke this is South Park Sick of Truth I'm ha- I'm having a blast especially after watching like your your like takedown of the, the platinum here other games uh, that you've done I'm just like man kind of inspired me to become a, a going after platinum as well and I've Currently, if I get this this one, I'll be my twenty fourth platinum. So, whoop, whoop. <laughs> slowly, slow and steady. I think your next one is Bloodborne. Is that the one that you're currently working on? Yeah, that will be the next episode. I'm currently working on MGS two though. People people come up with like acronyms. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? Metal Gear Solid two. Uh, but Bloodborne's no, already it. filmed, written, voiced, and I'm currently going through the edit. That will be up uh, Halloween. Halloween, nice. Yeah, actually, that's a game that. Um, I watched your uh, kind of your thoughts on Bloodborne, and I, I've mm-hmm. always known like I've I revealed this la- a couple of week episodes ago that I never actually played a Souls game, a Demon Souls or Dark Souls or anything like that. Or so Bloodborne, obviously, I hadn't played because it's the same uh, company. But I I watched your little thoughts of it. And I was like, okay, I think if I'm I know this game is great. I've heard, heard great things about it. I might as well. If you're hearing your thoughts, it's like, I'll, I'll find it somewhere cheap. And I found it at the pawn shop uh, for like $10. <laughs> so I was like, okay, it's 10. It's a, it's 10. I, I might as well just pick it up anyway. And so I still have a ton of other games in front of it to play, but I, I, I own it now <laughs> and I will uh, play it eventually. Uh, just a heads up. There is a steep learning curve. Yeah. That's why um, I'm afraid to play those games. Yeah. Just let it be known that dying is okay. It's gonna drive you absolutely nuts because you go, oh, all my, all my little blood echoes, all my upgradable, all my stuff to upgrade is gone, and you're meant to die. You're meant to die. You're meant to learn from your mistakes. Uh, just focus on getting enough blood echoes to upgrade, and then retreat to the uh, the sanctuary called the Hunter's Dream. Upgrade, and then go off again. Just earn enough experience points, enough blood echoes to upgrade, and then. Rinse and repeat, and the game gets much easier. Now I got a tip from the the platinum journey guy himself. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. Um, have 
during all this time, what has been the most frustrating game that you've conquered? I'd say it's probably a... I used to say it's a three-way tie between Dead Space 2, Modern Warfare, Remastered, and Shovel Knight. I never thought Dead Space 2 was impossible. Mm. I, I knew it could be done. This, like The hardcore mode where you can only save three times is really daunting, and I made mistakes, and you just you rue the fact that two hours of your life is gone. Yeah. But I knew I could do it. Uh, Modern Warfare and Shovel Knight... At certain points, I thought I'd never be able to do it because for Modern Warfare, there's veteran mode and the infamous Mile High Club. And I just thought I don't have the fast twitch reflexes for this. Yeah. I, I can't do it and bang my head against the wall for, I think, I'm over a month at it. And then wow. Shovel Knight, you have to speed run the entire game in 90 minutes. And I was already terrible at the game. And that I also thought I couldn't do. Almost give up in that. So, yeah, those two, I think, are the tie of definitely the most frustrating dang that's that's crazy that uh yeah i remember mm. my xbox days i remember i think i got everything done with call of duty modern warfare other than the mile high club which, achievement and i was just like i tried and i tried and i gave up i was like i can't do it i can't i'm not fast enough i can't i can't like i remember where the guys come from but then it's just then you get going over and over again it just gets so frustrated and you're like i'm done i i it kind of rage quit in a way yeah, that that's a it's a frustrating one. The ones the two games I thought you were gonna say or had a possibility of saying was Batman Arkham Asylum. The not that the the story modes are, but the combat trials are yeah difficult. Those ones are another ones that I have a really hard time struggling with. And then also the uh, maybe not as hard, but The Last of Us the remastered because it's all the uh, going over and over again the online modes. And then, oh yeah that's that's just a grind it's not difficult yeah it's just a grind that's the frustrating thing but the um when you were also I mean, if i remember correctly there was something like didn't pop and you had to go back and redo it i believe or something like something like that i might be getting confused with a different thing but i think maybe i missed shiv or something maybe, yeah i think that's what it was and you missed yeah so that that would be always like something frustrating for me not really it's just more frustrating than maybe difficult but that's where it's like you have to know plan out what you're doing when you're going into these things yeah as in frustrating is fine as long as you know there's kind of a path to fix it mm-hmm. yeah or something like mild high club you're going i'm i'm doing my best and it's not working yeah. and i have no answers you can watch as many you can watch uh gameplays of other people doing it and the way they move the character around i can't do that i don't have the reflexes do what you're doing and make it look so easy so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that is true. It's crazy how people are just like so. I guess gifted is the word, or just or they have they're programmed that way to be able to move so fast and with the characters. And so I'm like, I, I I don't know if I if I had all the time in the world, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> Eventually, I probably mm-hmm. could, but by luck, sheer luck, and or sheer will, will I willed myself to do it. But you know, is has there been a, what was has been the easiest platinum that you uh, platinum journey that you've taken? Uh, the last was part two. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That's a yeah. Because all you have to do is basically <laughs> just play and play and then play again, and then you got everything. Yeah. That the Last of Us Two, re- really rewarding plat. It's like a really rewarding journey. I really enjoyed the game, but yeah, it's that's super simple. Oh, you just play on very light difficulty. There's no. It's a one out of ten platinum difficulty rating. Super easy. That's another one that I. Uh, all I have to do is I got through the first playthrough. I'm just like halfway through the second playthrough, but. I just have to do the upgrade of the weapons and the upgrade of the player 
abilities. So that's mm. super simple. It's just like grinding your way through the, the world. Super easy. I think you can flick down the exploration, like the item pickups and the mm -hmm. settings. You can change that to very light as well. So you get way more resources. Ooh, might have to do that thing. Cause I can just like power through that. Then that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Another one that I really enjoyed that your series did not, it, it's, a, it's more of an easier platinum for sure, but it's a rewarding experience. And of course, this game is about to get a sequel or kind of like a, a spinoff is a better word, but the Marvel Spider-Man game. Ah, uh, yes, that's, that's decent. That's, um, that's a decent, ah, the feckin' the cleanup in the free roam was a bit of a grind. I always oh, leave yeah. them grinding stuff to once and it bites me because six hours in you're going, I, there's only so many of these kill the enemy base missions I can do without resorting to liquor. Yeah, I hear you on that. I was just like, I was playing that, like I get home from work and just like go roaming around New York and my wife's coming. She's like, how's it going? I was like, there's none of these random crimes are popping up on the screen. I'm swinging <laughs> around the same district constantly, just like swinging back and forth from one end to the other. And like, I'm waiting for these random crimes to show up. I'm like, this is taking forever. <laughs> It's like hurry yeah, I think up. if you fast travel, they pop quicker. Ah, oh, that yeah, that 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 would make that would that's what would happen. Yeah, yeah. I think if you fast travel to the location and then just stand on the building, they'll immediately pop up after thirty seconds. Nice. Well, uh, hindsight twenty twenty. Yeah, that is true. I got the platinum. I probably, I'll probably, well, obviously, I'll probably get the platinum again once the PS5 comes out because they have the remaster of it as well. So, what's about the new Spider-Man face? Uh, oh, I. This is the biggest con for because I'm more on the uh, the movie side of like on Twitter and stuff like that. People were going off on how it looks like Tom Holland from the Marvel Spider-Man movies. It kind of does. He looks way younger now. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not a terrible i'm not a fan of that of his uh change because that was not the peter parker that i was playing so it's definitely going to be interesting considering they haven't changed any of the other characters i still don't necessarily understand why they did it yeah it, they said that the reason was for to get a better facial scan of the actor to match the voice so the guy who does the voice does the motion capture and they wanted mm -hmm. an actor whose face matched the motion capture guy's face better. Oh, okay. But then I'm uh, also thinking, like, Troy Baker was Joel, and that was fine. And Troy Baker looks nothing like Joel, and that was fine. Yeah, it's weird that the the most, the most, you know, the facial thing, especially after, you know, they didn't give you, an, like, I don't know how, how to explain it, but them just dropping that images in the new trailer and all of a sudden it's like yeah this is the new face without any warning it was kind of really jarring especially to a lot of a lot of people uh but I, who knows we haven't seen the actual like game like we haven't actually had our hands on it yet so the, the change might be perfectly fine once we start playing it again but, but uh, doesn't he now look like the same age as miles that is true the he looks a lot younger than miles or yeah. I don't know. that that yeah. that thing threw me because the Peter Parker was there. I I thought he was like in his mid to late twenties. He looked, or they the Insomniac said that he was always meant to be twenty three, and I'm thinking that is an old and tired looking twenty three year olds. But granted, he's meant to be, he's, he was meant to have been Spider Man for a good few years. So, but he looked kind of you know he, you can 
It's only so often you can see teenage Spider-Man in his bloody origin story in his high school drama before you kind of roll your eyes at it. I liked yeah. a bit more mature Peter Parker, and well, that's gone now, isn't it? Might be immature, but he's going to look like he's sixteen. Yeah, that is true. That is true. It's not like the the movies when they cast a, an older actor who's like clearly he's like thir- in his thirties, but he's playing a high schooler. That's like it could be. <laughs> that's pretty bad, but. Yeah. At least, I don't know. We'll we'll see how the game come when the game comes out uh, next month, actually. But how about uh, what's your ever transitioning to PS Five? Uh, are you how hyped are you for the PS Five when that comes out? Not. I think I'll be given a pass. I'm in no rush. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm more of a, a focus on games. Games yeah. for me is what drives the hardware. And when I look at so it's the launch line out is Demons Souls. Demons Souls. There's an S in the D after Demon. Demons Souls. Uh, oh, wow. That looks fine. Bucks. Uh, I and the aesthetic and that type of world doesn't really appeal to me. That sort of medieval fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll probably skip that. Miles. After seeing gameplay, it's like, oh, it's just it is an expansion. It's like the Last Legacy. Okay, Grants. So that's not really a big generational leap, is it? Yeah. And then Ratchet and Clank probably won't be out till March. Horizon. Who knows? God of War next year? Are you out of your mind? There's no chance that's coming out next year. I don't believe whatever release date they give, just add six months. <laughs> that's yeah. the way the world is. Uh, so I'm in yeah. no rush. I, I can't see any kind of real push to get a PS5 at the moment. Uh, what about yeah. you? Uh, for me, I, I'm excited for it because I'm excited for the possibility for God of War 2, Horizon, and the miles game but yeah you're absolutely right it's like you don't have to necessarily rush out because it probably be an updated version once in a couple months anyway so the first uh, systems are always kind of has little bugs here and there so it uh, it could be updated who knows but i'm excited for it eventually not gonna necessarily rush out and you know spend a bunch of money just to get it right when it hits the shelves yeah it's um yeah, it's of course a new console generation is exciting, but so any further talk of we believe in generations than announcing that Horizon is cross gen. Like, ah, it takes kind of a bit of the wind out of the sails. The whole idea of using an SSD is that you can alter game design. You don't have to be, you don't have to have your characters, uh, like in God of War, going through little crevices in between one area to another to hide load screens. You can just ditch it. You don't have to have players going through narrow corridors in between open expanses. But mm. it's just it's just weird to me of that there's nothing to really jo- Ration and Clank is the most next gen thing I've seen. Uh, the, oh yeah the the hopping between different dimensions and such. It's gonna be fun. And like I said, like I finished it, but I have so many games on the PlayStation 4 that I haven't even played yet. Like I own them but I haven't touched them yet. Like you know the Bloodborne and I Shadow of the Colossus is another one that I haven't opened or played yet. And some some other ones as well but so i'm not kind of in a rush to go jump in buy a new system and more new games and not be able to sit to sit on them for a while you know now the the new console definitely does offer the reduction of loading screens that's a huge plus that is true that is true there's some some of those loading screens take a long time but i don't know i I still want (laughs) maybe just experience the loading uh the load screens is kind of the nostalgia of the games, you know, <laughs> not really just hit the hour stuff. I don't want to keep you too much longer. Last question for you is what is a game that you have 
totally missed the boat on that you haven't touched, but it's kind of a glaring omission in your uh, gaming uh, library. Zelda. Zelda, yeah. It's another one. I've, I think I played the, the the Nintendo version, but that's about all I've really played. I played about twenty minutes. I played about twenty minutes of Ocarina of Time on an emulator, but then I couldn't get the controller to map the buttons properly, so I gave up. But it's one of those things of I just peer over to Nintendo and be like, "Hey, hey what's this? What's this Zelda thing y'all keep going on about?" <laughs> it's like, yeah, what is this Zelda? Yeah, I, a lot of people love Zelda. I just never got well. That's kind of like after I real Zelda got popular, I kind of didn't have a Nintendo. I had the Xbox or a PlayStation Two or something like that, so they were never on the system, so I never actually played it. Any uh, any PlayStation game specifically that you've missed out um, on? I have a list. I keep a list of all games to potentially Hellblade. I keep meaning to get around to that. Mm, okay, I know it's short enough, but now I know the sequel is on. I should just get Game Pass. It probably Hellblade. Kentucky Route Zero. I keep meaning now it's actually finally finished. Because this game was in development for, I don't know, like nine years or something. But it was five parts now. All five parts are out. So probably those two. So yeah, my my big glaring one is the Metal Gear Solid game. Metal Gear Solid. The game or the games? Demo. Games. Or the, the whole I series? The whole se- I have never played. I have played the demo Jeez. of the first one. And uh, yeah, I never played the the those games. And then the uh, and I'm gonna say is to uh, God of War <laughs> PS4. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the God of War, the latest one. So I have to play that before the second one. So uh, yeah, that's my two huge one. I and I also said this in the last time. It was like Persona. Never really pl- I haven't played those ones that I know that a lot of people really love. I'm I'm uh, I'm never getting around to Persona. That's an 80 hour game. So yeah, so, that's so four and five are the kind of the twos that they there those are an eighty hour game. I'm not getting around to that. Yeah, those are another ones. It's like another game that people love, like like Yakuza. People love those, but that's like so much time. It's like I can only play like thirty minutes, like on a normal day, at the most, and then like on my Friday, that's the only time I get to really play a little bit more because that's my day off. So, but if I'm doing a podcast, I don't play that much anyway. So it's it's like. But yeah, man, these games are huge, and a lot of people love them. That's great, but I, unfortunately, I just always miss them. Just too much time. Well, wasn't it? Um, wasn't it Sean Layden who came out recently or a few months ago and said there should be a return to kind of single player, ten to fifteen hour games. Not everything needs to be open world and thirty to forty hours. Yeah, I I, I really love the open world like games. There's some really good ones that I like. But it adds so much stuff to it. It's like, oh my goodness, I do miss like the, the the ten to fifteen hour stuff where you can like beat it on the weekend. But a lot of people can beat these big games on the weekend because they just only oh, that's all they do. But but yeah, those smaller games, man, the big bigger games are just so. If you don't have time, you're never gonna be able to finish it. Yeah, I look at Red Dead Redemption Two and think, no, never, not a yeah, chance. That's another one. It's another one. Like I. Rockstar does a great job, but that's another one that's like I played GTA Five a little bit, but because of the time of time of it, it's like I'm not going to be able to finish that game because there's yeah, so many. I tapped ones. out. I tapped out of that series around Vice City, and then mm-hmm. San Andreas got a bit bigger, and then GTA Four. I was like, this is we are out of your minds, and then GTA Five was bigger still. Yeah, 
I like GTA Four. Like I actually found that at a pawn shop, like for like four bucks. And I was like, yeah, I'll just, I'll, I'll just, I'll just pick it up just to have it as a collective piece. <laughs> it's like I don't plan on replaying it. I just I have it as a game that I used to own that I'm keeping as a memory. <laughs> That's all I'll do. Four bucks for what? A hundred hours of gameplay. Yeah, it's 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 good. Uh, gameplay per uh, uh, what what what's the the term? But it's it's good. Uh, you get your money's worth out of that easily. You get. get it's a good deal four dollars <laughs> all right guys well we are gonna wrap it up there one last time adam thank you so much for uh taking some time out and talking with us about playstation gaming stuff and actually some pokemon which informed me on some pokemon stuff too so that's awesome uh but one last time can you let the people who are listening let them know where they can find you on youtube and social media yeah just uh, you can skip social media just jump to youtube adam yeah, just uh, A-D-A-M-M-C it's very important if you do M-A-C I might just have to hunt you down and then it's M-C-D-E-R-M-O-T-T there we go make sure you check them out guys especially if you're a Playstation fan and there's a lot of good fun videos over there for, for his Platinum Journeys and other stuff too and also I might be going looking for some uh, of his old uh, his old videos his compilation videos as well so there we go make sure you guys follow him and Oh, I, I always have to ask this question too. We always have to have the guests end the podcast on a song of their choice. Beyond good and evil.